Yeah. We were gonna actually gonna take a boat out and go see the thing, but they were really strict about anything that got near it. They didn't want any wake. They didn't want any moving things because bumping the Bay Bridge would have been a bad thing. Exactly. And they cleared that by twenty. Two inches or something like that. Uh-huh. I mean, as it's going underneath, there's a dude up on the top and holding his hand out, you know, brushing the top of the bridge. Sweet. It was. And it was a sight to see. But, but I was... but I didn't do it. It was four in the morning. Yeah. It was a good weekend beer. I drank some beer. Well, we always were drinking beer that week. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bell went off. <laughs> The magic of <laughs> podcasting in post-production. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all the adjectives you might use to describe what you're tasting. Uh-oh, adjectives. Yeah. The best part about beer school is the homework. Your homework is beer. And what's not if that's not motivation enough, well, it could be it could be, you know, if you're not motiv- if you're listening to beer school and you're not motivated by beer, you might have to really rethink what you're doing with yourself. Exactly. Well, I can't help you if you don't like the homework. I mean, yes. who doesn't want to do homework? Speaking of homework, I was going to ask you what was last week's homework. Tom? Uh, last week's homework was to drink. Oh yeah, I did that. Was to drink. <laughs> <laughs> last week's homework was to drink that really crazy flight that we had of all those uh, those beers that were basically pinnacle beers, right? Top of their heap kind of things. And uh, a number one, a number one. If you can make it in that refrigerator, you exactly. can make it in any refrigerator. But I, I went and uh, I didn't go and find a uh, Pilsner or Kell. Uh, I went and found a, a, a Trimmer Pills. Lovely. And that's always a, you know, because it's made in Berkeley, it doesn't have to travel very far. And on tap, that's a wonderful beer. And it comes in a fancy glass. It does. It comes in this thing you want to steal and take home. It looks like <laughs> it came from the lab, that glass. It's a tall cylindrical glass that's, uh, it's probably about two inches around. Mm-hmm. I know I can fit my mouth over top of it. It's one of the dumb <laughs> beer stunts that I pulled off. I just go look at it like, I can put that in my mouth. I hang out with too many two-year-olds that look at everything and say, I can put that in my mouth. Um, but it's a tall, beautiful glass, uh, and it's sort of the German concern for glassware. What is that glass called? You know, I don't think it's a real glass. It's an oversized Stangi, which is the traditional glass for a Kolsch. Uh-huh. But a Stangi holds it's like a, it's like about a, 200 milliliters. Right. It's like an inch in diameter. And, and about five inches tall. Yeah. While the trimmer glass is about a foot tall and about two and a half inches in diameter yeah. because it holds uh, probably half a liter. It, it's deceivingly small looking. Yes. I know some women that are deceivingly small looking, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's all perspective. So Andrew writes in and says, Thanks for asking my question on the show. I've since tried letting my beers warm up, and you're right. It is interesting to taste how it opens up. Also, thanks to your show, I'm hooked on Anchor Steam Liberty Ale. I even found a bar right down the street that sells it by the bottle for $3.50. Another question, slash comment, colon. <laughs> Now that I'm getting into these great beers, I notice that after a six-pack, I'm pretty wrecked. What do you guys drink if it's going to be a long night? Vodka. Because, <laughs> because, because, I put away ten I, because if I put away 10 IPAs, I'm going to be hurting the next day. Keep up the great work. Andrew. 
Who would drink six beers in a night? Well, you know, the issue is is that if you're drinking six big beers, you have to be really careful. Um, you don't want to be driving. You don't want to be driving. Luckily, John and I both live here in a city where there are buses, yeah, buses and there are cabs. And, and I don't even have a car. Right. And I've kind of ditched my car now that I've moved to a new neighborhood, which yeah. is a part of a subject for a bit. It's also, it's also helpful to have uh, friends who keep an eye on you if you've had, say, 15 or 20 beers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, then you, you have to just – the thing is is that when you're, ha- when you're having a craft beer – Basically uh-huh. a beer that, like what we have in front of us today, or one of the other beers that we've had on the show, we're not always drinking beers to get wrecked. We're drinking beers because we enjoy the entire thing of the beer, the way it tastes, the way that uh, the way it tastes, and the way it, and the, the way it looks, too. And the way it looks exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's not about it's not about getting ruined. No, I mean uh, later on we'll probably do something where we talk about beer festivals, right? And oh, and, and that and that's a marathon. Beer festivals. You go to beer festivals and you have you know twenty different beers. You have smaller samplings, but you want to make sure that you deal with them in order so that you don't have a beer that's going to kill your tongue and then go to something uh, that's easier on your tongue so you don't taste it. Uh, and you just want to make sure that you don't kill yourself, right? So, the, in the in the case of this, I mean, you're, you're drinking IPA, which is a really big, loaded, hoppy beer. And so, the thing I would say is that after six uh, after a six pack, um, you're probably your taste buds are probably gone anyway. Yeah, and so you can switch down to a to a lesser beer, right? Like a like a pilsner, maybe or a. Uh, or a lager. Or a lager or something that's not... A can some, of delicious Modelo. Yeah. Something that's not these... That's a 7 or 8% beer. Right. I mean, I, I usually stay away from the 7 and 8% beers when I'm out because I like the lighter ones. Well, that's because you've gone through the whole the whole <laughs> circle. I've gone through the whole cycle. Yeah. I've gone through the wash, and now I'm just filled with the, You know, the joke at the, at, um, the 21st Amendment is that the session beer... Is the twenty one A IPA? Yeah, I shy away from that. And that's a big, it's a big beer. It's seven percent, and you're drinking pints of it, not not out of a bottle. So that's you're drinking four more. And so if you're drink, if you've had four of them, you've had a lot. Yes. And so at that point, you're kind of impaired to do anything. I mean, so remember the BAC chart, the blood alcohol chart that's right. there. That is based on twelve ounces. Right. So if you drink four pints of big beer, right? That's, that's the, more like six. That's more like six. No, it's yeah. actually more like five. Four, well, four it, pints. So you have four extra ounces. Four. So anyway, it's thirty three percent more. It's thirty three percent more beer. But the but the BAC chart is based on um, an American style beer, which is between four and a half and five percent. Right. And so you're you're basically on your way to to trouble, and so or you just can't, make sure that well, you're you seven, can't you can't count it the same way is what I'm trying to say. If you're seven feet tall and 450 pounds, <laughs> so you really don't have to worry, right? <laughs> but if you're just a, you know the normal guy, just remember that this is not this doesn't count in the same way. Or lady, or lady, that's right. You can take advantage of that if you uh, are so inclined. Anyway, so what we do, or what I do anyway, is uh, you know I don't I'm not drinking as much beer. When I'm drinking this beer, uh-huh. or I might switch down to something like 
the Tasty Bitter American, which is all of whopping 4%. Oh, it's less than 4%. Right. No, it's 35 Well, it's like the, the uh, you go out in Eng- England or Ireland, uh, those beers aren't that strong. Right. And you sit around and you drink pint and pint and pint. But, uh, you know, 5% is a, is a pretty big beer in England for the, the normal beers that you find in pubs. And as we said before, Guinness is not that high. Oh, no. It's either. like it's a, in the four and a half range. Yeah. So maybe so. drink some Guinness. Yeah, you can always switch down to Guinness because... Or another uh, a micro uh, stout or, or porter. Mm-hmm. Although be careful because I know that the Imperial Stout up at uh, Magnolia is... <laughs> it's like 11. <laughs> it's like 11. But that's a different style. <laughs> that's an Imperial Stout. Well, that's right. That's why it says Imperial on it because it's like it's, the warning. All right. It's, it's the king of beers if it's imperial. Exactly. So Anchor I'm, makes a nice porter that's relatively uh, low in alcohol. Oh, Anchor porter is very tasty. And uh, Sierra makes a porter, and Sierra also makes a stout that should be regularly available. Very cool. So we have an interesting idea for a show. This was Motor's idea. Do we have an, Do we come up with ideas before we, we did. do this? Well, no. We, it's, I thought it, we just drank some beer and chattered. There's a show that does that. Okay. But uh, they basically, five minutes before the show, they have a... They talk about what they're going to uh, do. But we um, we want to keep the conversation rolling a bit so it's a bit more focused. Okay. So here's our – this is our show. This is about your local pub. Okay. How to find them. Uh, places that we love to go. So we'll, we'll tell stories about that. And then places that we'll never go back to. <laughs> So Never? Those are strong words. So, like, so, the, so some of the words I said was faves and raves. Uh, never going back. The special out of the way place. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's like I love to go there, but uh, it's it's an effort to get there. Um, places from the past uh-huh. that don't really exist anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the place where I go where I'm, I want to be invisible because, like, if I go to it's certain, the first the first date bar, yeah, the first date bar, right? Where you're not going to run into your friends or the client bar. <laughs> the client bar. <laughs> and how do I how, take my clients to 21A? Really? Yeah. That's so Or Triple cool. Rock. Or Triple Rock. Well, Triple Rock's known as my East Bay office. I, I learned a long time ago <laughs> that that if I took a client to a place that I was a, a regular, I got viewed different. Ah. They were like, how do they know everything about you? I'm like, uh, uh, I have no excuses. I stay here. This is where I have live. Have you seen my podcast? Yeah. It's my job. And then how to make a new place your own. So those are some of the subjects that we can talk about today. Okay. Well, uh, start off, we're faves and raves, or we just going to... Just throw it out there, Motor. Throw it out there. I love Triple Rock. <laughs> well, now, now, so Triple Rock is in Berkeley. So as far as I'm concerned, Triple Rock is... Geographically undesirable. Geographically undesirable. Because it's a BART ride, and BART takes like, I would say... an hour to get there. Is it half an hour? It's half an hour. It always seems to be longer. And I've memorized the departure times from Berkeley (laughs) BART back to the city. (laughs) 7, 27, and 47. (laughs) And it takes about 7 or 8 minutes to walk from uh, Triple Rock to the BART station, Mm. and then zoom, right back. Okay. Well, so maybe it's not so good after all it's see it's interesting because it's one place that's been a constant over my adult beer drinking life uh because it was it was being built and open before i was 21 uh 
And then from here on out, it's been Triple Rock through ups and downs and this and that. It's interesting to see how the, the composition of the bar changes and how it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all around a fun place. And it's where I met a lot of the people who have fanned out to uh, different breweries all around the country. Well, even our favorite brewer, Sean O, brewed there at one point. <laughs> exactly. Right? So it's it's kind of like a, a who's who. Yeah. Everybody who's brewed is brewed at, at Triple Rock. And even though their, their web page isn't up to date, they have a listing of all the brewers and where they went after Triple Rock and all the pubs that were open from brewers who got – who. Uh, Learn their licks kind of rock, kind of like proving, guys say. Kind of like proving grounds for everyone. Yeah. Well, just because of the length of time that it's been there. True. Interesting. Well, you know, the thing about Triple Rock is I always feel when I walk in there that I'm at home. Yeah. You know, that it, even though I go there, I don't know, a couple of times a year, if that, I feel like this pub, this brewery is is comfortable and fun and... You know, I don't have to uh, work my way into the crowd, so to speak, right. to be to ha- to enjoy being at that place. And there's a, there's a large number of regulars there that are all pretty friendly. Um, it's also the design of Triple Rock. Uh, they've always done wonderful design work, whether it's their their artwork and their posters, recreating old beer ads and things with at putting their their brands into old beer ads, or just the place itself. Uh, it's been open since 1986. The street address is 1920 Shattuck Avenue. And so on their beautiful old neon sign that they resurrected from another thing and put Triple Rock on, it says Triple Rock Brewery and Ale House or something like that in 1920, because that's the street address. But when you go inside, it could be a bar that's been there since 1920 because of the design. It's a lot of well-worn wood and right. things like that. The bathroom could use a little bit of maintenance. But be, <laughs> besides that, and it's got a great roof deck and a great group of people and uh, – that's, that's How's the food? Because that's the thing that I always look for. When oh, I'm... Triple Rock is burgers and nachos done well. I right mean, on. they even got a write-up in the Chronicle Food section once that said burgers and nachos, but they, they do them well. Mm, nachos would be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And sandwiches and chili. Yeah. They used to make their own mustard. Oh, wow. Years ago, they would have maybe a dozen different house mustards. Hmm. That they made with all sorts of different. Was that just one of the brewers going? Hey, I want to do no, this. No, it, it was one of the chefs. It was actually I don't know what she she became the manager and then she left a couple of years ago, um, but just a kitchen person coming up with all these different mustards and a couple of different ketchups. So somebody was doing culinary. I want to go and learn and yeah. Well, that, and that's the beauty of a, a place like Triple Rock, is that the person in this has the latitude to do that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not Applebee's or some other chain, right? The Cisco truck backs up. <laughs> Would you like honey mustard or Dijon? <laughs> Dump it into the fryer. How about you, John? My my oh my my triple rock. Well, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to shout it out because like we do spend a lot of time there, but we've never really talked about the place. Uh-huh. Is the Twenty First Amendment? I've heard about that place. Is that any good? It is. It's a fantastic neighborhood <laughs> local bar. But the thing that's fun about this place is that it changes on an everyday basis. So the Sunday Monday day is it's uh, you know more low key, not very much happening. Basically, anything that you want to put on the TV, you can have on the TV. Um, and then fast forward to Thursday. Thursday is the, the beginning of the weekend, right? Um, at least in California, it is. At least in San Francisco, it is. I know that, <laughs> but uh, and and it's almost a place that I don't like to hang out because there's just it's this crush of people that 
like, hey, how come you're in my bar? You know what the problem is? See, we drink mm. every night, and these people only drink a couple of nights a oh, week. Right. Thursday's <laughs> the first night of the week they got drinking. So we go, where are all these people coming from? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, I, wanna, I, I do want to say this, is that, you know, I go to – I go – out every night, and I hang out with people drinking beer. But it's a, it's more for the social aspect of it than it is for the beer aspect of uh-huh. it. You know, to be able to talk to people uh, about, I don't know, California seceding from the rest of the United States. Or, and joining the EU. <laughs> joining the EU. Or, um, you know, what we can do politically to change directions of things. Or, you know, basically saving the world stuff. And it's never going to actually happen but it's interesting. It's not. It's not. We're just flapping our drinking, <laughs> drinking beer and coming up with strange ideas and talking about them. Well, but the thing is, so the, the the crazy thing is this: is that you talk about this stuff enough, and then you know someone will parrot back an idea or a thing that you've said, and like, okay, I came up with that six months ago. How amazing is it to hear that idea floating again? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it kind of harkens back to a time when the local, when the local. Uh, pub was the gathering point for lots of people and they did talk about their city and their town and their country and things that they could do to make it better or change things or what what can happen i do have a story about the uh one night hold on (laughs) wait no here it is so the thing the thing about the local is back in the day we we went to those places and we talked local politics about you know changing the world changing our city changing the 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 local things and that was where you held where you held um it was the gathering place for the community it was the gathering place for the community and um in, in the day, the pub was that place. It's where you got your mail. It's where you cashed your check. It's where um, you got a job. And the idea of that that's been taken away by, and I'm sounding agenda like for a second, <laughs> but they've but there's people that have taken that away, and they don't want that as part of the community. They don't want the random meeting of two people to happen for whatever reason, because they think eh, it's bad that people you know hang out in a pub, and it's <laughs> not. I mean, I've met fascinating people, artists, politicians, um, writers, um, aspiring musicians. Um, you always got to watch out for these. You got to watch out for them because they're always wanting something. They're better than the perspiring musicians, though. <laughs> uh, Christopher Alexander, a wonderful architectural theorist, uh, wrote a book thirty years ago called A Pattern Language, mm-hmm. and what he was trying to do was to take every bit of architecture and distill it into patterns. Okay, which, and would start at the global level and work down to how you would make the corner of your desk look right. And so stepping down, I think the, there are probably about 250 patterns in the book. One of the patterns is Beer Hall. Okay. And in the show notes, I will either find a link to the pattern Beer Hall or uh, type it up myself and stick it up there. But he talks exactly what you're talking about, that at least in America and looking from the perspective of 1977, bars had dissolved into this dank, dark place associated with vice and all that and the well, no, idea then, of the pub fell away right well that was be, you know partly because of prohibition and pushing it into the the you know the dank dark, dark speakeasy where right. you had to go i know Vinny. and he talked 
<laughs> and he talks about you know what that a, a beer hall is a necessary part of a community for all the reasons you just you just right. spoke of. Well, in Boston, and this is an interesting. There's a 21st Amendment in Boston. There is, but I was going to talk about Faneuil Hall. Okay. Okay, because Faneuil Hall is basically, it's a, it's been what it's been forever, 200 years at least. Mm-hmm. You know, a melting pot place where you can get food. Excuse me, oysters, clams, fish, whatever, and it's you know different places that resemble pubs. You sit at a bar stool. You order from the guy. He gives it to you. And you're sitting next to random people. Uh huh. Oh, I like dining at counters. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. Um, well, and, and for the reason that I just said, you get to meet the random the random guy. Uh-huh. You know, and who knows what's going to become of that? You may ninety nine percent of the time leave with no impression or have a conversation, but or meet some crazy person. Make some crazy. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the crazy. That could people. be a whole. That's a whole show right there. The craziest nut jobs you ever met in a bar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so today we're drinking. Hey, shout out to Icky Vicky. <laughs> If he's listening to the show. It's a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Funnier to say Icky Vicky and you are a, a, a guy. So today we're drinking Anchor Steam beer made in San Francisco since 1986. No, I got that wrong. I'm dyslexic. Since 1896. At least. At least. Um, this The label's changed a lot since we first started having. But this is a first. We've talked about Anchor a couple of times on the show. Um, Anchor Liberty, touring the place, hanging out, uh, talking about how it was like the cornerstone of the craft brew revolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today we have a beer. We have a beer. A beer. And it's called Anchor Steam. John, and- John asked, you know, what are, what are we going to drink for the show today? And my answer is if we're talking about pubs and our experience with pubs, every place that I go to in San Francisco that isn't a micro has Anchor. So this is the beer, and my, it, and my default beer yeah. at when I go to a pub. Well, and it's it's everywhere now. I mean, I think you can find it all across the country. Right. So it's not like you have to go seeking it out to go, oh, where's my anchor? Well, you might have to seek it out in other places. In San Francisco, I think it should be a law that every bar should have anchor. I think so. Well, you can, yeah, and you'll know because it's got the littlest neon ever. Yeah. The little anchor that's blue in the middle, and it says anchor on the underneath. Um, (laughs) but but this is you know i I like i've talked about this beer on the show you know during the epiphany and now show and uh it's a um you know it's a it is something that changed the the way that i drank beer i mean it was there's a moment in time i can go back you can even go back and hear the story again but um this was this is a landmark thing because from here on i was awakened to many different things about beer and beer culture. Uh huh. Well, I, I like it because um, it's San Francisco. There are other beers, like in Chicago, old style. Right. Or you go around, it's the local beer. Anchor is the local beer in San Francisco, and Anchor is the beer that you sit, you sit at the bar and enjoy. So have you ever been to... It's like sourdough bread. <laughs> have you ever been to the Connecticut Yankee? I've not been to the Connecticut no Yankee. No way. You've never been? I've never been. They've got really good nachos. And it's like right over there. Yeah. They've got great nachos, uh, live music, uh, cheesesteak, a Philly cheesesteak, which is kind of funny to hear a Connecticut Yankee. Um, yeah. And it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a Boston baseball beer 
place. You know, the everybody who, at least the owners anyway, are are from Boston, and that's kind of the the haven for that. But they've got a really interesting outside place, big old uh, big old wooden tables, uh-huh. and um, they have a fine beer selection. We should go when the weather gets better. But I was going to say. It's also right across the street from Anchor. Isn't it? It, you, if you want to get if you want to get the freshest Anchor Steam possible, like taste what Anchor Steam tastes like right out of the uh, the fermenter, you got to go to Connecticut Yankee <laughs> because I I swear the Anchor guys drive one block and drop it off. I mean, it doesn't even go to the distributor; it just gets dropped off right there. And there was rumor at one point there was a. Secret pipe. <laughs> there was a secret pipe that went from Hanker to uh, to Connecticut Yankee, but that was unfounded. It yeah, just got made up. <laughs> but um, no, and that's a that's another place that that you walk in, you go, oh, this is home. And it's you know, there's a simple bar. Um, the uh, the table system is is there. The menu is fun to read. Uh, the table system. I I'm. Fascinated by that phrase, table system. The table system. Well, you know how the tables have four legs. Is that part no, of the table no, no. system? I, I mean, the t- <laughs> what, I guess what I meant to say is the table system. So they have it all divisionalized by uh, by who's serving you, and uh, so the tables can be hit and miss. You know, you can find that some person is just slow to uh-huh. uh, you know for the service. So I usually sit at the bar when I go there. Uh. You know, just go by myself, and that way it's like, you know, it's all, hey, we want the bar stool, eat, go. Chop, chop, buy. Chop, chop. You know, one of, one of mine, uh, I always claim if I added another bar to my repertoire, uh, it would be the Washington Square Bar and Grill. Mm. It's, it, I, I live in a neighborhood in San Francisco that's got 87 million bars. That's right. I, I live up the hill from North Beach, which is the place to go into the city or one of the places to go into right. the city and party. But I don't hang out at bars in North Beach. When I go out to different places, I leave my neighborhood and go someplace else. The Washington Square Bar and Grill is right down the hill from me. And uh, it's when I become an older man, I think I have to start hanging out there because <laughs> it's a lot of sort of movers and shakers of the universe hanging out at the bar there. But it's a, it's a real bar, real pub place. Um, they've got nice food. They've got nice burgers. They have a little... Uh, jazz trio playing on in the evenings and every time i go in there i go i gotta hang out here more often and um it's got the whole bar fear they feel they used to um they used to have a softball team called and my french is horrible les lapins savages the savage rabbits and (laughs) back in the days undead uh, almost undead (laughs) rabbits yes uh back in the day uh, when there was still the Cold War, they actually went and played a, a team in Moscow. My uh, <laughs> <Les> Savage Bunnies? <laughs> yeah, the Savage Bunnies went to Moscow. Um, and the bar, uh, t- 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 well, um, the bar was sold. Uh, the, the guy who owned it opened a new place across the street. And then the guy who bought it went and opened a bar down the street from 21st Amendment. And after that happened, uh the people who bought the Washington Square Bar and Grill after that uh, changed its name, painted it, and the crowds died away. They went away because they couldn't find it. The, the old men didn't know what to do. And uh, they realized then, they swallowed their pride and realized they didn't know how to do it better. And then one day, 
The sign went back up. They repainted it the way they used to have it and put the stuff back up on the wall. And it's sort of like the Muppet Show. You had the two old guys sitting up in the balcony yeah. hanging out. Hey. All of a sudden at lunch, again, walking past there, I'd see the same two old guys standing out in front smoking their cigars. And it's like you flipped a switch and the pub came back. Amazing. And so you could, we could go into a lot on how that happened, why that happened. But basically they took the place away. And as soon as it came back, everybody reappeared. It's kind of like a place that that my friends used to run, which is right next door to the 21A, uh-huh. uh, Nova. Or no, not Nova. Cabo 555? Yeah, Cabo 555. <laughs> well, I never liked Cabo or- 555, but, but Infusion was – was like the lo- was my local for the longest time because my office was two blocks from there, and so and there was no twenty one A yet, right. so that was like the closest place to go for a beer. And the next closest place was was Mrs. no no the next closest place for a beer would have been Gordon Biersch. Okay, so you know walk down this the street. This is pre this is pre uh, Muni going down Market Street, right. Or not Market Street, uh, Embarcadero. Yeah. So, go to Infusion. Long story short. Why was it called Infusion, John? Because they had infused vodkas up on the on the uh, the thing. It was cool. They had these it, gigantic glass jugs yeah. full of fruit soaking in vodka. And people would order them, and they would and they would go, I didn't like this taste like vodka. Like, that's the point. It's an infusion. It's an infused vodka. What did you think it was going to taste like? A Jolly Rancher? So, but anyway, the uh, the the thing that I loved about infusion. How's selling dog food over the internet coming? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple of things. It's a it's a it is a it is a classic long bar on one side with tables on the other side, and so uh, it's it's a place that you know one bartender can take care of forty people really uh-huh. easily. And it had this classic wood bar and these really cool lights, and it just was a place that you you could go in and disappear, because that was the way it was. I didn't know the the people there at the in the beginning, and then over time, I you know it was fun because we would play we would play dice games and we would stay you know late and they'd lock the door and hang or hanging out. Uh, that was the first that was where I first started uh, to learn about Fernet. Uh huh. And I knew that I was the part of the in crowd got a reference back to rockstar bartender to find out exactly. about exactly but i was i was uh um it's like a verbal <laughs> hyperlink <laughs> it was where it was it was when i knew that that i was then part of the pub when i was like hey we're having shots of for would you like it? i'm like of course you know because that's what all the bartenders and all the staff would, would drink and they're like okay so you guys consider you like me enough that i'm considered to be part of that so you i'm like honored me. you really like me <laughs> and it's not just because i tip well and because i come here on fridays or or whatever it was it was or just, you brush your teeth i do that okay um but anyway sadly it all ended the owners decided that they'd had enough of whatever and they'd run it for six years and so i can understand they they said you know we're we want our lives back. We don't want to play restaurant anymore. We've we got were... a bag of money. We're going to the hills. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so they sold it, and there was a really fun party at the end. And uh, the next day, the place had paper on the windows. And like, oh, our bar is gone. And then about a month later, it reopened as another place. And it was like body snatched. <laughs> you know, the, the the cool lights were gone. They changed the color of the bar. The bar stools were different. You know, it was like it was the same ish, but it was like it was it, it was like it got pod personed or something. 
There's a. Um, and I go there. I still I like the new the new owners, but it's taken a while for for the bar, much like the Washington Square bar, to to find its its uh, to find itself. Yeah. And Washington Square was a light switch on and off. Uh, there was a space, and I'm not going to name what's in there now, and I'm going to be cagey about everything I'm saying because <laughs> I don't want to badmouth anyone. But uh, there's a place I used to like to go for lunch in North Beach. And it was a nice bar, good-looking spot. It had been the same place forever. Uh, I was going to say, there, not Buster's, because Buster's is the same. Buster's is great. <laughs> That's the cheapest damn burger you can get in San Francisco. <laughs> no, we're not going to guess who this is. Uh, it's more just sort of a story. <coughs> Pardon me. Where's our cough button? Um, and I used to like to go there for lunch, and it wasn't really a, a beer place, but they had mm-hmm. a nice selection of beer, and it was a nice space. And then the people there... Uh, They'd run it for like 15 years, and they retired and moved on. It became a more of an upscale restaurant, and that lasted about a year. And now it's become a beer joint, and I really don't like it. Oh, you it know, is, you know what it is. I know I'm not exactly say what it is. I'm not going to throw. It. I just really don't like it, and it's strange because it's uh, very close to my house, and I should like it, and I tried to like well, it. Well, and the thing it is, it just doesn't work. I have this. And it's, it's taking a space, yeah. and the space still looks about the same. Um, and how the physical appearance of a pub doesn't necessarily mean that it's good or bad. You can't just open a box and throw right. it out. I mean, a lot of Irish pubs seem like they just came out of a box. Yeah, but, you know, the, there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, there's a familiarity of the dark wood and the and the uh, the way that the bottles are set up. And, you know, just like you put Irish on the front of yeah. it. And it's like, okay, well, that's what it is. And oh. I know what I'm going to – it's kind of like going to McDonald's in a way. I know that an egg muffin, no matter where I go, is going to taste like an egg muffin. Well, you know, the I, I'm not a big fan of Irish pubs, but O'Reilly's in North Beach is really well done, and it's a beautiful Irish pub. Yeah. They've got pewter uh, bottle pourers with, like, elk's heads on them <laughs> for all the, all the whiskeys, and it's just really nicely done. It's an actual authentic Irish person, Miles mm-hmm. O'Reilly, who owns it. And it also attracts a lot of a of an Irish clientele. And he went and opened a upscale Irish restaurant that took over an old um, San Francisco institution type restaurant. Once after the restaurant had gone away, uh, the O'Reilly's Holy O'Reilly's Holy Grail, uh, just very nicely done in good beer and whiskey. In good beer and whiskey. <clears throat> well, that's always key for an Irish pub. Yeah. Well, you, at least you know that you can get Guinness or Murphy's or. Anchor, anchor, <laughs> or race. They have Racer Five at O'Reilly's now, which is uh, that seems a bit. I like Racer Five. Well, we love Racer. Well, they got a lot of taps. They, you know. Well, that's the whole thing. So if you go into a tap room, you want to make sure that that tap room is kind of busy, right? Because what will happen is is that they may claim that they have fifty beers, but that IPA may be nine months old, and you know it may be just. Well, here's the if it's refrigerated and it has pressure on it, the beer should be fine for a fairly long time. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, or if it's just that, you know, sometimes just beer doesn't get doesn't doesn't get it doesn't stay happy. Doesn't stay happy. It gets sad and lonely in the keg, <laughs> and you can really taste its pain when it comes out. Why? There's a place in San Francisco down by Fisherman's Wharf that has, you know, there's a problem I, with, you got 50 beers on tap and you get the list. Do you have this? Oh, we're out of that. Do you have this? No, we're out of no, that. Do you have of, this? No, we have Sierra Nevada. Well, I could get Sierra Nevada at the gas station. Right. So why am I, why am I going to this place if, right. that's the, if that's the way that this place is? Um, I think that, and it's a big, big place, this place. 
So they have live music there once in a while. They've got events there once in a while. Um, but they then they have 50 tap handles that are behind the bar. And it's like you could actually – we could actually do beer school from Jack's. Right. The problem with Jack's is that some of those beers just don't have the turnover that the other beers have. Right. And I don't know. I've been there on two occasions when I ordered something and I'm like uh, – can I have something different? Because this is dead. This is just yeah. This is just not half. This is just not how this how this specific beer should taste. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. And they're they're uh, they're more than happy to do it. Sad thing is, they're not taking that tap off. You know, they're not spinning that tap handle and going, okay, right. it's dead. It's like some other sucker's going to order that and they're going to serve it up because part of the reason is because of the location. Yes. There's a lot of people that are rolling through there, and they're like, ooh, hey, 50 different kinds of beers. I'll have a Bud Light. <laughs> to go with my uh, uh, clam chowder in a sourdough mm-hmm. bowl. Which is can be good if you get the right sourdough bowl. You know why they invented Fisherman's Wharf? Because the fishermen had to wharf somewhere? To keep all the tourists in one place. We don't have to look at them. You know what? <laughs> they are a clean, non-polluting industry. And it's so cute when you go down to Fisherman's Wharf because everybody's so excited about the T-shirts. Well, and- you know what's funny about Fisherman's Wharf is that it is the third most visited place in the country, in yes. the United States. Disney World, Disneyland, Fisherman's, Fisherman's Wharf. Wharf. <laughs> and, they're, and, and people in San Francisco are like, we're not charging admission. <laughs> and there's no roller coaster. If there was a roller coaster, I'd go to Fisherman's Wharf. I know. It might be uh, number two on the list. There are, actually, there are actually some real places down there. You know, these chairs do that. My chair, my, my one at home does that, and it freaks me out. Um, <sighs> Stupid Aaron There's chairs. some good places down there, but uh, the old school seafood restaurants, they still have good food, but the prices are so nosebleed. Yeah. Uh, and I love looking at the sea lines at Pier 39. They're but always- this is really off topic. <laughs> what, Jax? Jax is on top. Sea lions. Oh, sea lions. Sea lions don't drink beer. Although there's a beer called Red Seal. There is. So, uh, okay. A uh, place that I'd never been. Where have you never been, John? Where, no, I'd been, I'd never been to this place, and my, it was my sister's local. Okay. So she lives in Lexington, Nebraska, and we went to a place called the Lakota. It's where burgers and um, Kino and. Beer happened. Yes. It was like the, and it was also it had a really fun jukebox. And the Frogger ahead, game. <laughs> Frogger <laughs> game in the back. So, But I'm ahead of myself. So we get there and we order beers and there's probably, there's no micro beers on tap. So there's this thing called Bulldog and this other thing that Anheuser made that, you know, cord, sort of resembled a, yeah. a, a beer that was a micro. And uh, so we order away. And the waitress brings us the beers, and she there's four of us, and she puts them down, and it goes, that'll be $4. And I'm like, each? Because I was living in Silicon Valley at the time, and so, you know, a beer was always <laughs> about that much money. And we're like, she's like, no, hon, that's the total. <laughs> All right, so I give her the give her the money, and then I gave her a tip. So I get... I get uh, four quarters. Four quarters <laughs> and five ones. And I throw... Two bucks at it, you know, back here. Thank you very much. And my sister's like, you idiot. You tipped her too much. I'm like, well, how much was I supposed to give her? And she's like, 50 cents. I'm like, okay. So now, you know, I've, 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 uh, 
crossed the streams. I've you know the, the I've crossed. Don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. It's bad. I've I've changed the balance in, in a wrong way. Be bad. Yeah, and uh, so long story short, um, basically, kind of know where you are. You know, in relationship to the world. You know, there there may be a local economy that you don't know about, and uh, you should probably ask the locals. Hey, what's customary around here? But the thing that was funny was, quarters went in the jukebox. Uh huh. Not the Frogger game. Not the well, or the Frogger game. But the the funny thing was, or I the thought, Magic Fingers. Bed? I thought it was a, <laughs> the Magic Fingers bed. The funny thing was, this the, is a rerun from our Rockstar Bartender show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so what was the funny thing? What was in the jukebox? The jukebox. I'm going to have a beer, so you have to keep talking. So the jukebox was fun because there was a bunch of Hank Williams and country songs on it, but there was a whole bunch of uh, alternative Seattle music. So we took over the bar, the 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 jukebox. Basically, we filled it full of I don't know, probably ten bucks a quarter. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, we were playing STP and we were playing Pearl Jam, and the people. Who were the regulars were pissed off that we had done that to their country and western. Jukebox. We got both kinds. You know, I was uh, out with a dear friend of mine who went to college with. Uh, she'd moved off and to she had moved off to Wilmington, Delaware, mm. and we went to one of her favorite places. She's a big Packers fan, so I went. It was the first time I was ever in a, like a real serious sports bar, and. It's just it's windowless instead, and it of, was a, an, instead of a sports bar that is pretending to be a brewery. It's it's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's windowless in a strip mall of a great big wide street. And we walked in, and the place was amazing. They had TVs for every single football game you could have, and then like six big screens so that they could have focuses on a couple of games. And then the bar was huge, and it surrounded the kitchen. And the kitchen was in the middle of the bar, and all it was was grills and fryers with, like, uh-huh. vent hoods. There were no walls. It's like bartenders, and then behind the bartenders were some shelves, some low shelves. And behind that were the guys, like, frying up cheesy fries and every sort of, you know, jalapeno poppers and every bit of, you know, horrible bar direct there was. But this place was just designed, you know, get you some beer. And they had a lot of beer on, too. They had some good beers to drink. Um, and watch the game. And it was TVs and sound in every direction. And I, it was amazing. You know, if you hold your head like this and move your eyes, uh-huh. you can see all the screens. Yes. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a, completely different, a completely different experience. But I'm sure that you get huge communities of people that show up there every weekend for the games and all mm-hmm. know each other and all hang out and all wear their uniforms. I mean, that's where she went to hang out with the other Packer fans and watch Green Bay and wear the cheese heads and all that. You know, Packer fans tend to find each other. Or any fans tend to find each other. It's the stench <laughs> of cheese. I know, that's Niners fans. <clears throat> Niners fans. Niners Okay, so, did this, did this. Did this, did this, <laughs> did this. Um, so I'm in a new place. Uh, I was hanging out in Seattle for uh, three months. That's back when you were dating Courtney Love, right? I was never dating Courtney Love. <sighs> oh, okay. You don't. I only know somebody who knows Courtney Love. I don't know Courtney. Okay. Anyway, I'm hanging out in Seattle, and I go to a place which was basically a short stagger from where I was living for the for that time, and um, it was called Sully's Gray Goose. Okay. AKA Sully's. And the very first time I was at that bar, 
the owner guy goes, oh, yeah, I know you. I've seen you here before. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that possible that I get called out as a regular? Okay, maybe I had the regular thing right here on the top of my forehead. Yeah, <clears throat> But he was like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. No, I'm they like, upgraded the software on their uh, point-of-sale terminal. And when a, when a single uh, my VIP person, points when went, when a single when a single bill passes uh, forty dollars worth of beer in one sitting, a light goes off in his office and he wanders down into the bar to say hi to you. <laughs> but it was kind of fun because like from that moment on, I mean I don't know how it got called out or he just confused me with somebody else. Yeah, but he you know we were like friends for uh-huh. the entire time. So when well, was, you look a lot like a young Bing Crosby. <laughs> I so anyway, <laughs> I don't have the pipes like he does, um, and so anyway, I'm hanging out, and I'm like, it's I'm I'm wanting to watch the Giants play, but okay, I'm in Seattle, and there's that would be, be the baseball Giants, no Giants anywhere. My brother doesn't have a TV, no cable, and I didn't <laughs> want to pay the forty bucks to have the real networks thing work and all that. So uh-huh. I'm like, hey, it's on ESPN this afternoon. So I go and I put on my Giants cap and my Giants shirt and I walk in and, and I'm like, hey, Sully, can we have this on uh, the Giants? And he's like, okay, you know, because he sees me wearing this. Right. And uh, he puts it on and I'm, you know, drinking beers, eating hot dogs, having a good old time watching the Giants. And some people come in and they go, hey, can we get the uh, the game on? And he's like, no, no, that guy right there, you know. It's his TV. Ah, uh, cool. And they're like, but we want to watch it. He's like, no, look. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway. They probably just wanted to watch something lame like the Sea Chickens. Oh, no, not the Sea Chickens. The Mariners. You mean the Mary Ann's? Mary Ann's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, so then every time after that, I would just, I, I always felt at home at that bar just because, you know, got called out as a regular right, right away and uh, good times. I never go anywhere. I know that on April 1st. They always have the traditional uh, uh, pie jousting. How does pie jousting work? You're on a bicycle and you're holding a pie in your hand, and then two bikes go by each other, and you try to smash the 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 uh, the pie in the other guy's face. I heard we're changing format to all disco on April first. <laughs> but the beer school is going to be all disco. Yeah, uh, Live One Hundred Five did that one year. Oh, that's the funniest thing. It's the old, it's the old oh, it's the, kids, kids, when your favorite station. Uh, K-G-A-Y. That was another one. Yeah. No, no, they, they, they still have all the imaging. Yeah. They no, they, a- that, was, that was another year. One year they went to disco way before uh, the whole disco revolution started back up. And Live 105 is still, well, it was modern rock. I don't know. They still call themselves modern rock? They don't call I'm them. old. I whatever. got gray hair now. I remember when it was modern rock. Um, it was one of two stations in the country that was playing this, and it was sort of a fluke because it was a show that they did that got really popular. Yeah, and then they somebody got wise to it and said, "Hey, we'll do the whole the whole entire show." Yeah, as this. <laughs> marina bars did this did that. the marina now what is the marina you know there was a thing on wikipedia a gigantic <laughs> gigantic controversy on wikipedia oh the people from the marina were so pissed about the wikipedia entry on the marina. what is a but marina it, girl what is a what is a marina guy what's a cougar what's a you know oh it, it was but it's right on the money yes you know and anybody who lives there and doesn't fit that profile well i'm sorry but when we have that when we had that big earthquake in 1989 uh (laughs) 
and it you know look the images they were showing because it broke into the middle of the World Series. Um, uh, they showed the image of the Bay Bridge down, and they showed the image of the huge fire in San Francisco. It wasn't that – I mean, it was a big fire, and some people lost their apartments. But that's the marina. And up until then, the marina is an area on the, uh, the north edge of San Francisco where you can look out across the grass and the yacht harbors of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's very mm-hmm. pleasant. Uh, it's all built on landfill. It was originally created from uh, filling marshes with the rubbles from the 1906 earthquake. And in 1915, they had a World's Fair there. Um but the one thing about building stuff on rubble and unconstructed fill is uh, when an earthquake comes, it shakes a lot. And so in 1989, there was a lot of shaking. A lot of the old buildings uh, didn't get completely messed up, but they needed a lot of work done. And until that time, the marina was an old Italian neighborhood. After the 1989 earthquake, a lot of the old Italians moved out. And now it's a lot of people wearing Colorado sweatshirts and sitting on the uh, – sitting on the sidewalks, eating bagels and, and drinking coffee. And uh, it's where the beautiful, the beautiful where people the beautiful in their 20s live. Yeah. And they all look like the people in Friends. Yes, or they fell out of the J. Crew. Oh, it's so, it's so sad that we just lost all of our marina <laughs> listeners. All none of them. <laughs> because they like Corona. I don't know Amstel what it is. Light. I've been to a couple of marina bars because, you know... Sometimes the crowd wants to go there, and I've never felt more uncomfortable in a crowd <laughs> than I have going to the to the, the places that we went. And there was even a brew pub in the marina for a while. There was. They didn't brew there, but Fault Line had a had a location right at that corner of Death at Fillmore mm-hmm. and Chestnut, which is now I forget what it is now. Whatever. I, I the thing I found a place accidentally that I could actually hang out at, but. The shoe, the horseshoe, uh, whatever it was. The it non-marina was, marina bar they yeah. like to tell everybody that they are? <laughs> no, it was just I met somebody there and I'm like, hey, you know, this place is really cool. I like this place. And uh, beers were a bit more money than they needed to be, but it was it was what it was. Uh, but don't remember the name of it. Probably never going to go back there. Speaking of never <laughs> going back there, um, where's a place you're never, ever going to go back to? Uh, the only place I ever put a curse on and it worked was Eureka Brewing in Los Angeles. It was a micro from at least 10 years ago that Wolfgang Puck started up with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went, well, they had valet parking. And the first time I went, they wouldn't let me in because I was in shorts. <laughs> and so I put a curse on them. And then I went back down to visit my friends again because it was walking distance from their apartment. I think they were either living on Barrington or Stoner. Mm-hmm. Two great Barrington was the big drug co-op at Berkeley, so which was taken away like ten years ago. And Stoner, I mean, come on, how funny how can is you that? miss? You live on Stoner, it's like um, one, two, three Stoner Street. Se- second right. time I went in, it was it was uh, it was oh no no you'd have that one point oh you'd have that on your driver's license. Yeah, Stoner. It's a pretty much like all right, you can go, sir. Never mind. But I put a curse on that place, and they went out of business. I feel good about that. Uh, places I wouldn't go back to, you know, there's almost no place that I wouldn't go back to. There are places that I check, I don't go to, but I check into about every nine months. Right. I'm not going to name Well, those. like the place that we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, the place I was talking about. Actually, that, I don't think I've been there in a year. Um, I haven't been there in... And there's another place that I don't have a problem with their beer that I just, I've sort of gone, I'm not going there anymore. And it's just that I've had a lot of strange experiences there. Oh, that... It's that a, place. It's, it's a. It's the. It's yeah. It's it's as close to Japan as you can get without getting your feet wet. 
Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, I know. Because I don't. You know, we're not. We're not here to hate. Well, <laughs> so I have a place that I t- wanted to make my local. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be just a great experience. Uh-huh. And it's Blooms on Petrero Hill. Okay, I'm calling them out because why not? I'm. I haven't been there in a decade. I've never been there. What's Blooms like? Blooms. Well, the idea is is that there's a coffee shop called Farley's across the street, which I. Love Farley's, uh-huh. and there's turns out there's a laundromat right next door to the to the pub. Uh-huh. So the idea was this: do massively parallel laundry, go drink a beer while it's when it's done in the washer, throw it in the dryer. By the time you're drink, done drinking the next beer, you're done. Uh-huh. You know, you go fold and, and you're on your way. But whatever vibe was going on in the pub, like I didn't get it. It was like. Okay, why do I feel like I'm an outcast? Why do I feel like I'm an alien in this? In this, why do I feel like I'm a uh, Jamaican in New York? You know what is so bizarre going on here? And it's like it felt like like I was being cast aside or being rooted out or whatever it was. The and bar was really clickish. Yeah, it had a it had a bar click that I didn't get, and I wasn't going to invest ten minutes in figuring out. I can smell what that click was. What was that click? In San Francisco, and I'm sure this happens in some other places, San Francisco's probably got easily a couple thousand bars. Mm -hmm. Um, I found the same thing. When you started telling this Bloom story, it's the bar where everybody from San Francisco who grew up in hangs out in, and there's one in every neighborhood. In North Beach, it seems to be the North Star. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just go in, and it's it's it, you don't really realize what the click is, and it's just these people have known each other their entire lives, and, and so, it's not it's not good, it's not bad, it's a very very strong bond that they have, that is sort of like this is our place, and for good reason, a lot of San Franciscans, whether or not they were born here or have lived here for ten years, sometimes get tired of new people. Okay, <laughs> you know, I, I I'll give you that. It's you know, it's just a. I think it's a strong bond, and you just okay. It's your place. Bye. <laughs> exactly, it, and no big deal. You know, it's like you can have your bar. I don't. I just thought it was convenient to the laundry. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you can have your bar. It's just convenient to the laundry. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, let's see marina bars, marit. Oh, maritime brewery. In I've Seattle. never been. You've never been. I've okay. never been. So there's a <clears throat> there's a place in Seattle called. Is it called Maritime Brewery? No, that's well. Maritime Brewery brews right next to this place called the Jolly Roger Tap Room, and I need to do that right. I Arr, love it's the Jolly Roger Tap Room. I love Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> well, so it was a uh, the thing the place <clears throat> the place was a was a a tap room prior to it being the Jolly. Be, before Maritime opened. Uh-huh. And so they left the decor exactly the same. So there's this great big pink neon on the top. So it kind of makes it look like uh, something that you'd go to uh, somewhere else. But anyway. Or but, a bar out of flash dance. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they painted a great big map on the floor. So it's a big pirate map. And um, they keep, they keep the, the pirate theme going. But... The thing that's amazing about this place is that they had... Was it a pirate theme when it was a multi-tap? No. It was a pink theme. But it's kind of weird. Pink, uh, neon, pink, with pink. pirate okay. on the pirate decor. I'm starting to believe this. 
Anyway, so I go into the place and I'm like, can I have an IPA? And they're like, which kind of IPA do you want? I'm like, I, what IPA would you be liking? And I'm like, uh, well, what IPAs do you have? And they go, well, we have IPA, we have double IPA, we have cask IPA, and we have this uh, one malt, one hop IPA. I'm like, you have four IPAs? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we're bad. We're I, bad. I love this bar because here's – so I just started with IPA 101 and I just moved my way up and uh, ended up with the cask at the end of the, the end of the night. But what a – you know, that's my kind of place that has four IPAs on tap. So it was a place that had a lot of interesting beer and that's part of what attracted even with the strange pink decor. Yeah, and who cared about the decor? It was just – it had a fun menu. It had really great beers. And um, turns out a friend of mine has his kegerator full of maritime beer, and he's like totally into the idea of of having that. Yeah, you know, and he could get beer from all over Seattle area, but he basically made the effort to go to this place. And I'm like, dude, that is rad. Well, again, it's uh, you could walk into the coolest looking bar in the world, and if it doesn't have decent beer, or they don't know what they're doing. Or, uh, or if the or if the patrons are just a, a bit off, right? Or vice versa, you can walk into a horrible dump that's got great beer or great vibe. Um, Russian River up in Santa Rosa <laughs> that makes amazing beer. Uh. <laughs> um, in in it's an interesting bar. It's made out of old bowling alley stuff, but it's not going to win any design awards. Not at all. It's a it's a strange space, but it makes up for it by having they really love their bar. They, they love, really love what they do, and the beer is just uh, the beer is phenomenal. Amazing. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that you order pizza, you get a Pliny the Younger, Elder, or any of the any of the Asians. Uh huh. And it's like you look <laughs> at the menu, and it's like we got pizza, we got pizza folded in half that we call calzone, and we've got some wings and maybe a salad. Right. Um, Which is like okay, why <laughs> am I here? And it turns out pizza's world class, calzone's yep. world class, and the beer. Phew, Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Pretty much. But every now and then you find those interesting little, uh, in other places, interesting little bunkers with great beer or just a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Gardens down in Belmont's like that. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> their, the- back, their backyard is now like a 20 foot retaining wall that holds the train <laughs> tracks up. Uh, I, I would say that the jukebox will make the place possibly. You know, you might live with the fact that they only have one good beer on tap, but if the jukebox is fun. Triple Rock has always had an amazing jukebox or a CD jukebox from day one. The original jukebox that was all 45s, they had amazing music in that. And still, they do a really good job of keeping the jukebox up to date. And a lot of times, especially on Tuesdays, the they just plug it full of free music. So you can go over and play your whatever you want on the jukebox. That's cool. I just plug it full of steel. Well, you know, we uh, we... We solved the jukebox problem at our local by inventing iPod night. Exactly. Written up in the New York Times. Yeah, and in the San Francisco Chronicle, although they didn't quote me. And in my little newspaper that I write for myself. Nice. <laughs> so there was a bar that we went to when we were at the OBF last year that I had never been to. And I'm going to, I'm going to describe it as you walk down a set of steps into a triangle. This is the, I'm I'm a little bit far from the mic right now because I'm reaching in for the folks at home. I'm reaching in my pocket to get the bottle opener, even though these are anchor twisties. I don't like the twist tops on anchors. Oh, right. Um, this might be my favorite 
prettiest bar in the world. It's a cool bar. It I is. mean, I walked into the place and I'm like, okay, rad that we had to walk downstairs to get here, but even better, it's like concrete all around and wood benches. Well, also, this is a three-story bar. There, you could the main level. Oh, well, there's, there's a bar at street level that's got about four stools. Yeah, and we hung out there once. And there's a little mez over that. Uh, it's for us. Most of the space underground at night is lit by candles. Uh, it's just cool. What bar is that? I don't know what the name of it is. Wrangler's is it, Annex. Wrangler's <laughs> Annex. Well, I'm never going to forget it now. But I just know it as the Triangle <laughs> Bar in uh, in Oregon, in Portland, uh, in Portland. The McMinnums have. Uh, the McMinnums have, have done an amazing job around Portland as far north as Seattle and as far south as, I don't know, past Eugene. They're south of Eugene. Um, they've Every, got probably a million bars. And we'll put in a link because McMinnums is hard to spell because it's like M-C-M-E-M-E-N-I-M. Yeah, too many M's and C's. But they, they do a lot about the history of the buildings they're going into. They renovate historic properties. They have basically gigantic Bed and breakfast, fun house, old schools, and old uh, the poor farm, another old school um, where they just have artists come in. They interview people. Uh-huh. They do murals about what happened in the buildings, and they've got my favorite beer up in Portland, the Ruby Ale, which is a sort of raspberry, blackberry sort of uh, fruit beer. That sounds fun, and a lot of good stouts and yeah, IPAs. But twenty one A IPA is there now. Yes. <clears throat> Shout out for uh, our friends. 563 Second Street, San Francisco, California, <laughs> www.21stamendment.com. If you show up uh, and you hear the voices, we'll buy you a beer. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about how to find and make a place your own. Win the lottery. <laughs> Win the lottery. So uh, when Fine. I did my my sentence in L.A. Yes. And I do not mean a, a sentence of... That ended with a period. That ended with a period. It was a job that seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I was asked, hey... But adult film just wasn't for you, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was such a hard job. Oh. oh, oh. You're going to be fined for that one. Exactly. <clears throat> so where was this going? Oh, so um, I'm asked... By the clients that I'm hanging with, hey, we'd really like to go have Mexican food, you know, like total authentic Mexican food. So I typed in to City Search, I typed in the uh, uh, zip code of where I was, and I put in Mexican food and I typed in margaritas. Okay. And I've, you know, reading down the list, and the, the number one place had like a 9.6 on the, uh, on the rating scale. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, here's our place. And we go there. Was it, it the cantina? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember the name of it. I never knew the name of that Mexican place, which is kind of strange. There's a there's a Mexican place in uh, Calabasas where my friend didn't tell me because it's they the wanted to do something else that it's night. It's the same place. That I'm, David Lee Roth was playing that night with his solo band when he first came out with a solo band. Oh, I'm amazed. Man. I'm still friends with that person. Just, anyway, um, so, so <laughs> Calabasas, yeah, that sounds about right. So it could have been at that place. But anyway, this is... It's this Mexican bar, not excuse, Mexican restaurant that had a great margaritas. They made them with squished limes, uh-huh. and they made them with really good tequila, and uh, you know they were proper rocks, no salt. Uh-huh. So it was it was perfect as far as I was concerned. So come back from lunch, and everybody's raving about, oh yeah, we went to this place, and they're like, yeah, where'd you go? I'm like, oh, this place over here. I'm like, of course, that's where you'd go. I'm like. 
why didn't you ask? I'm like, didn't have to. Just did a search and there it was. So the the thing of it is is that that was like became just like because of a search and because of the reviews and because of the thing. That was like my default new Mexican place to take people that were out of town that wanted to have that that flair of flavor. Uh-huh. Um, but the reason why I brought that up is that if you're looking for a new place – the best thing to do is to go and just do a search. Put in your put in the zip code of where you where you are, and and see what other people are are barking about. Interesting. Yeah, I just ask where the strippers drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not that would true. be true. I just I I've got regular tattooed that's at, on my that's forehead. That's at uh, that's at uh, um, the Crowbar in San Francisco. Is it? Yeah. Why am I coming all the way to 21A? I don't know. 11 o'clock is when that, that one shift gets off, and then, then <laughs> they, all go, they all go to the crowbar. I don't know how to make a place my own. I think it's through fear and intimidation, actually. A couple of things that I know is that when you're all done with your evening, uh-huh. say thank you. And try to kiss the bartender if she's cute, right? No, just say no? thank you. No, no, no. The, the idea is that you know, you've, you've done what you've... You've done. What, you've accomplished what you've set out to do. You, you've you've tipped well because you've done the what Brockstar bartender told us yes. to do. You've you've been polite. You've you haven't overstayed your your welcome. And at the end, you just basically you know find you know hey guys Dis- thanks disappear into the fog and uh, you know let people know that you had a good time. And then the next thing you know, you come back and you you have. Um, they remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Is that how it works? I think so. No, it takes a couple of times, but but the idea is is that I don't know. It depends on what you want to do. Like I have bars that I want to go to that I want to be invisible. I uh-huh. don't want to know anybody there. The first date bar. The first date. Bar. <laughs> and and those bars will name named nameless. Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> I always tell anybody, if any, I always tell everybody, you know, if you see me with somebody that you don't recognize at Jupiter, don't come up and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing. Um, who, who ran into me once at, oh, it was, it was, uh, it was actually at Barclays. I was at, I was at Barclays and, um, uh, well, a bunch of the 21A regulars who had been at something in the East Bay roll in and they're like, Ooh, what's motor up to over there? Yeah, <clears throat> who's he with? Who's he with? Who's that person? Who is that person? Anyway, just places that I like, for example, or another example of this is uh, places that I like to go, <clears throat> but they're not necessarily places that I hang out at. Right. So, for example, Marin Brewing Company is a bit far, but I love to go there because you get to take the ferry. It gets to go on the. <laughs> I get to go on the boat, and I get to. You know, it's 15 bucks round trip, but I'm on the bay and I'm seeing the seagulls and the water and, you know, experiencing that whole thing. The prisoners at San Quentin. <laughs> the prisoners at San, at San Quentin. And, uh, and it's just a, it's just a really nice experience. Oh, it's one of those things that's a hundred percent unique to here. Cause I remember being out in New York city with a friend of mine who always loves taking the ferry here to Larkspur. Uh-huh. And so we took the Staten Island ferry and looked for a bar at the other side. There's no, there's no bar at the other end of the Staten Island ferry. God, we were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always, but that's, you know, one of those things, like if I did it every weekend, it would lose its charm. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun. 
Much like going to, uh, much like going to Triple Rock. <sighs> I love Triple Rock. <laughs> if any place closed, I would be uh, saddest if Triple Rock. Speaking closed. of goners, speaking of closed, so we're gonna call it our goners. Oh, I've got so many of those. Well, Michelle burned down her favorite <laughs> bar. <laughs> Benders, which was not only which was which was an awesome name because it was named after the the uh, the the beer drinking cigar smoking robot. Kiss my shiny metal ass. <laughs> we loved Benders. Benders was basically rock and roll bar if there ever was one. What do you mean? What you're squeaking about I'm, that? I'm just squeaking. Um, St. James Infirmary in uh, Mountain View burned to the ground. Uh-huh. Bender's is coming back, though, isn't it? Yeah, Bender's is coming back. I mean, it's got such a cool name, and the liquor license still works. So, you know, just because you burn the bar doesn't mean that you can't still serve beer eventually. <laughs> um, so, St. So James Infirmary is an interesting story because I was hanging out, um, family reunion, talking about, oh, yeah, I live in Mountain View. And my uncle goes, oh, I was stationed in Mountain View. Oh yeah, where he's like, oh, at the you know at, at the blip hanger, at, at the blip hanger. I'm like that's interesting. He's like, well, where you know where did you go drinking? He's like, oh, this big barn thing called Saint Infirmary something or other. I'm like, that's <laughs> still there. He's like, no way, that dive is still there. <laughs> so I actually had something in common with my uncle. Interesting, because that was there, but in the time that he was there. But sadly, that place burned. The giant fifty foot Wonder Woman standing in the middle of it, gone. Never went there. Kind of. Well, it was a tap house, and that was that was when I learned that that tap beer, you know, even though you claim you have fifty, is not always a good thing. <laughs> you know, I could run down a long list of of places that I miss, and I don't know which one to start with. The, the my pack my my pat answer is always twenty tank. Oh, um, yeah, 20 Tank was, a, was 20, an institution. 20 Tank was a time and place in San Francisco, and I don't know if 20 Tank was still there, whether, you know, how it would stand up the test of time. Uh, that, was I don't, an, that was another place that every brewer who was brewing has had brewed at. Because it was Triple Rock spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people who went through Triple Rock all went through 20 Tank. 20 Tank was great, South Market across from Slim's, which is uh, the, the club that the Lido Shuffle built. Uh, and I, whenever the beet farmers would come to town, uh, we'd drink it at 20 tank, then go across the street and see the beet farmers. That was quite an experience. Um, uh, Gorky's in LA, LA had, <laughs> there were two locations for Gorky's. One was some sleazy part of Hollywood. The other one was some sleazy part of downtown. And it was, um, they did a mean Imperial stout. Uh, Gorky's uh, being, you know, the Russian connotations, they had a, you, you would go there and you'd get a tray and they served you cafeteria style. Then you'd get some beer and sit down. Good beer and stuffed peppers. Gorky's was really cool. And then um, uh, the first brew pub up in Santa Rosa at the time had good beer. It was uh, Kelmer's, which uh, it went away. One of their problems was they set it up. They wanted to have their brewing equipment in the windows at the corner of the building. That's not a good and idea. And then the fermenters were behind the bar. And I asked one time, how does the beer get from the uh, from the, the brewery to the fermenters? And they just lay hoses across the, uh, across the room. But they had it set up. One room was like an English pub. They had couches and a fireplace. Cool. Uh, the other one had a high ceiling. They were trying to do German beer hall. And then finally um, – 
Mendocino Brewing Company up in Hopland back when they used to brew there, and that was just like that was the pilgrimage. You would make the pilgrimage up to Mendocino. You would get Eye of the Hawk when it was released at the anniversary party, mm-hmm. uh, or I think the other time of the year was maybe Oktoberfest or something. Um, but Mendocino Brewing back in the day, that was you would get on the road, you would drive uh, almost two hours north of San Francisco. And it was just amazing up there. And even though the pub is still there, it's nothing like it once was. The brewery got big and moved up the street. They took out the equipment. uh, And now it's just a shadow of its former self. They also used to have amazing music there. So those are my goners, and they're all breweries. I might think of one or two other goners, but pretty much those those places uh, are places that are missed. Yeah. Well... That's the thing with this industry, right? Industry, this thing. People get tired of it. People have stuff that other stuff that they want to do. An opportunity comes up and it gets sold. Yes. You know, and and that's the thing. I mean, you can always go and find a new place. You can always go and find an old place. Uh, places that I've gone to in the past or that I've hung out in, in the past, if I go there now, I'm like, what was I thinking when I came here? <laughs> Well, and I do – we were talking about this last night a little bit. One of the places that I used to spend a gob of time was Mountain View – was in Mountain View at Tide House. (laughs) I was waiting to see if you were going to say who that was. No, it's the brainiest bar that I've ever hung out at. (laughs) These guys were super smart. There was a guy who was was a researcher on the Stanford Linear Accelerator. There was a a woman who – actually was a launch manager for satellites. I mean, her job <laughs> was to put something on the top of hydrogen and oxygen and, and ignite it and fling it up into the, you know, up around the earth. Uh-huh. And um, there was another guy who was, um, he was a litho, he was a lithographic person for Philips. Uh-huh. And he was basically making next generation chips. Smart, smart people. And that was their local. And, you know, the conversations that went on there, were often, you know, I need a PhD in order to, have, to be able to, to, to make small talk, on. right? But uh, but I miss that. I, I, I you know, the beer was okay, and I've kind of gotten you know I've, I've become better because of my time that I spent at, at uh, Tide House. And they always throw uh, what is it, the California Small Brewers Festival there? Yeah, that I always claim is on the hottest day of the year. It is on the hottest day. Well, they 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 couldn't make it hotter. They make a they put a white tent. In tent a, on a on black a, parking on lot. a black parking lot in a place where on a day where it's probably about 102 degrees. But I do I I will say this: the Stanford marching band played in the middle of this tent. All I'm around, sorry. All around, no 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 wait. It was just cool to hear a band. You know, being in the middle of a band while they were playing all around. It was fun. That's Maybe the, it wasn't the Stanford marching. It probably band. was. Did they? Did they not march? Did they just look like no, I think they pull down their pants or do something whatever. silly? All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, the Caliban used to play at the Washington Square Bar and Grill uh, the night before a big game. And they would march. It's a relatively small place, and the entire band would march in because they're a marching band. Blooms, Jack, Sully's, Lakota, Maritime, Marina Bars, Oregon, Triangle Bar, City Search, Alphabetically, we're <clears throat> what to the T's. We have the T's to talk about. <laughs> the T's for two. T for two. I don't know. Two uh, for T. Thirsty Bear. 
Thirsty Bear. Hey, to uh, Brandon. To Brand. I'm sorry about that rugby match yesterday, Cal. Uh, uh, we're both drinking at once. That's what happens. That's okay. Get... We're toasting. That's part of the drink. It's bad luck to uh, toast and not drink. Well, so we're coming to the close to the end of the show. We have a couple more things to talk about, and this place is an education in itself. It's a year-round beer festival. Yes. Nico's Fridge? Nico's Fridge. <laughs> it's like Nico's Fridge, but you can actually go there seven days a week, seven days a year. Seven days a year. 365, 365 days, days a year. year. 365.25 days a year. Actually, the coolest thing was this. I went there on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know, X-Max, as I like to call it. Because, like, I'm... I'm uh, you know, uh, I'm not a celebrating kind of guy. Uh-huh. And it was open. I was so happy because I was drinking, I was drinking Racer Five and Pliny the Elder and and uh, Triple Carmelette. And I'm like, ooh, this is like my best, my best twenty uh, fourth, uh, you know, Christmas Eve ever. I've got great Christmas stories when we come around to that, but we're <clears throat> we're getting ahead of ourselves a yes. little bit. But because it's only pla- April, I mean March. This place. This place is, if I have to say, I am so happy that this is my local. Because I live like two blocks from there now. Did you move into Catherine's old apartment? I did not. <laughs> I moved into the Lower Hate uh, to basically uh, a long stagger from the Toronado. The Toronado, isn't that some old Oldsmobile? It is not an old Oldsmobile. Yes, it is. It is not. Although, you know how many pissed-off car aficionados go searching online for the Tornado, <laughs> and it turns up a beer bar in San Francisco? That's the number one hit. Yeah, on, 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 on a, So if you – this is – speaking of we're going to change the subject just for a bit. If you search for beer school on Google, uh-huh. we're the number one hit now. We're one? Yeah, we're one. We beat out the man show? Yeah. Oh, that no, no, calls- no, 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 no. That's on Google. But if oh, you, on, on, on Google. On right? Google, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you put a space in it, we're still number one. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but if you search on iTunes, uh-huh. and so you type beer, not beer school, just beer, um, it's we're number two. Yay. And uh, thank you, everyone, for making that happen. Because, yes. Because we couldn't have done it by faking it or asking our friends at Apple to make that happen for us. It happened because of everybody who's listening to the show. Um and remember to scroll beerschool.com in your favorite pub's bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> Except 21st Amendment because we'd get in trouble for that. Oh, yeah. But you can put, it in, tor- you can put it in a tornado. <laughs> so speaking – that's the segue back to where we're talking about. Never supposed to call it the segue, but we're, we're going to talk about tornado. The coolest thing about tornado is that if you want to do a flight of IPAs, there's six of them at least. Pliny Younger, Pliny Elder, uh, Racer 5, Racer 10. 21st Amendment IPA. Um, uh, uh, the the stuff from uh, from the the death and taxes guy uh, uh, moonlight moonlight yeah uh, probably some stone beer yeah uh, liberty ale mm-hmm. uh, drakes drakes is on always yeah they've got a collection of tap handles that lines the walls it is, is unbelievable it is a cool place and so then if you want to do Belgian beers there's a whole bunch of stuff from Belgium if you want to do stuff that's uh, uh, Pilsners. There's a there's five Radeberger. There's five Pilsners. Hard to get a Corona there though. Impossible to get a Corona. <laughs> Actually, if there was a keg of Corona, they wouldn't put it on there. Anyway, Tornado is is an interesting place for for us 
And we call it out as our last bar of the place because it, it really is – if you're in San Francisco, you should go experience it. Yes. Because, well, like I said, year-round beer festival. Yeah, and it's world famous. And world they famous. care about their beer. And you can get really good sausages next door. Exactly. And they've got a really good, loud, heavy metal jukebox. The jukebox. But I think it has some Steely Dan on it, too. It does, actually. (laughs) It has Hey Kate on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else about the Tornado? The The bartenders either like you or don't like you, but don't cry like a little girl if they don't like you and tell people not to go to the Tornado. Uh, <laughs> just go in there and you know listen to Rockstar Bartender about three or four times because even if, if it's empty, you have to heed every every great tip and warning that Angela gave you. Pretty much to uh, make sure that the bartenders don't be ready to, to order. Yes, have your money ready. To Actually, pay. if it's quiet and you're sitting at the bar, you could probably ask if you ask intelligently. I like this, or what do you suggest? Mm-hmm. But pretend like you're asking your boss for a 50% raise when you do it. <laughs> well, because they, they all have their opinions about stuff. Yeah. And they don't all like the, – the bartenders don't like every single beer that's, that's there. Yeah. And one of the bartenders hates everyone, and the other one has a stockpile <laughs> of guns hidden in the hills, and another one will 86 you at will. So I've it's like going up to pet a dog that's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all actually nice people if you're nice to them. And they've just dealt with one too many jerks over time. And so that's why they get hardened or they get people who don't know what they're doing. And they come in and they start drinking 11% beer and then throw up on the jukebox. It's not good. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You know, just be aware of when you're in a place like the Tornado. And there's tap rooms all over the place. So yeah. in Seattle, they have, they have a lot. Um, there's none in L.A. I think there's a couple in, in uh, Yard House. I don't know if Yard House uh, is up to LA yet. No, Yard House is not. It's okay. way south. What about it's in uh, Orange the, County? The the stuffed sandwich. Oh, the stuffed whatever. sandwich place. We got a, we got a. I went there. I made the journey. You to, know what we need to do? We need to go to LA and look for a good beer bar and see if there is one. I was there. There isn't. <laughs> no, no. There's the. I'd li- like a Pilsner. There's, oh, there's, there's, the, there's the library. There's the library. Library L works. Yeah. Um, West Side has good stuff. Naja's in uh, whatever beach that is. And we have to do the shout-out to the people that kept me sane. Yes. The bartenders at BJ's. Yep. And I, wow, you know, if it wasn't for them, I think I would have... You would have been back two months earlier. <laughs> would have been back two months earlier. And, and which is kind of funny because, like, you've, I want to talk about that place for just a second because it is an interesting phenomenon. It's a brewery that was based around a restaurant first. So it's all about their food selection, and then the the beer is a secondary kind of thing. And what place was that again? This was in Western Hills, uh, West the Hills, West End of the San the, San Fernando yeah, Valley. Yeah, San Fernando Valley, where it's freaking 118 degrees for one weekend. Nearly died. <laughs> God, what were they thinking? Building a whole country there? Well, that's Chinatown. Did you ever see the movie Chinatown? <laughs> yes. That's what it's all about. If you want to try, you know, I'm going to go way off subject. Chinatown. Everybody should go out and rent Chinatown. Put it in your Netflix queue. It's a great movie, and it's all about how the world works. Somebody's going to make a lot of money off of the increase in value in land. Exactly. All right. Homework. Homework. Because the homework you is. You are a tough teacher. You assign homework every week. Every week. Well, you know what? There's always homework. Do so we ever get spring break here? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, spring break was last week. We missed it. Damn. 
Oh, now I'm doing it. So we have two different... We have two parts to your homework. Okay. Homework is in two parts. The first is, send us two beer coasters from your local. I like that. If, you, if your place, if your local doesn't have their own coaster, then send us a coaster of your favorite beer. So, like, they're serving something, and then they've got the coaster that goes with that. Um, send us to... Send it to us. Anybody who sends a Corona coaster or an Amstel Light coaster, <laughs> I will mock on the air. We will. Um, so here's the address uh, to send it to. We'll put this in the show notes so that you don't have to actually keep pressing pause and, re- you know. <laughs> Say it real fast. Yeah. 401 Terry Francois, Suite 212, San Francisco, California, 94158. Or as my sister says, SF Cow, 94158. That's what I do. All right. What's part, the other part? Part two of the homework. So, homework part two, book report. Oh, God. Exactly. Post stories, review, or ramble about your bar. Excellent. Even better, go to that bar, order a beer, take notes, and write it up. And you know, if you stick – I've done this before. If you stick a stamp on a coaster and put an address on the back of it – it sometimes makes it through the U.S. Mail. Not always, though. Not always. Not always. You should the, put them in envelopes. Well, actually, the, the coolest thing is is that the post office will totally try to deliver that no matter what, but it doesn't always work. Yeah, they get hand canceled and <laughs> don't piss off the. You know, there's if there is a person to not piss off, it's the post postmaster guy or the post office person uh-huh. or Bruce on the train. Yeah, don't piss off Bruce. That would be bad because then you couldn't drink on the train anymore. He'd be like. You guys have been 86 from the back of the train. You have to ride in the front. No more drinking for you, you guys. You have to sit with the annoying bicyclists. Oh, I shouldn't have said annoying that. bicyclists. <laughs> well, all right. So we, I think we covered it all. Did we? No. We have a couple of thank yous to do. We uh, have to shout out to the 21st Amendment <laughs> for the bitter American that starts off our show. Of course. Every Sunday. We're every in there Sunday. at 11 a.m. drinking beers. So we're in the space we need to be. If you want to be on the show, show up at 11 o'clock at the 21A. We'll buy you beer, and we might even bring you to the studio. Sean and Nico for owning the place and doing what they're, they do. And um, for the great show that we did two weeks ago, uh, What's in Nico's Fridge? Yes. We actually have Recess, a new segment of Beer School coming up. Recess? Recess. Um, Is that when we get to swing on the swings? No. We actually are going to – it's called Recess because it's basically talking about a specific style of beer. Oh. And uh, so that's coming up. Uh, That's where we do – it's going to start off with the story of IPA. Okay. And then we're going to just use that as the the segment for learning about that. So it will be inserted in the feed once in a while. It will seem like it's extra beer school, but it's – Specific to uh, to a thing, we got a lot of interesting stuff that we're planning. It's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> let's see, and I want to th- I want to thank everybody who helped us be number two on iTunes. Yes, you know it's like it's awesome that that happened. And my mom doesn't even have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out. Speaking of moms, Michelle's mom is listening to uh, Ms. Hurst. Yeah, Ms. Hurst. Aww. She's listening to uh, Beer School. So. To uh, Michelle's mom. Hey, to Michelle's mom. Who actually likes the show a lot. (laughs) She's learning lots. What's not to like here? This is educational. It is educational. All right. Uh, Yeah? What else do I need to talk about? I don't know. Find a nice place to go drink. Exactly. I want a beer garden. 
Have I said that often enough? I want a beer we garden. We have a beer garden. We forgot to talk about our beer garden. We can do that after the bell rings. Right. I was there on uh, Monday. Really? Yes. It was raining on Tuesday. Was it? Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. We're into the weather. It's 64 in San Francisco. With a uh, you know what? Without. I'm going to end class early. You know why? Why? <laughs> All right. I'll tell a story while you do that. Okay. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Beer School. I'm, I'm Motor. I'm John Foster. <laughs> and class, class dismissed. So now this is, I, I'm like left, you know, the teacher has to go do something. So I'm left in charge of the class. I don't really know what to do. Um, you know, I do go on to the subject about outdoor drinking. There's a great place right down the street from here that I go and see called The Ramp. Uh, San Francisco had a port at one time. The ramp is uh, right by the water. It's called the ramp because it's by a boat ramp. Um, just a, a, a knockdown little place. There are little storage units in front when you walk in. Uh, they've got good food, and they overlook this this bit of water by a gigantic dry dock where they've had this old Matson um, passenger cruise liner that used to go between here and Hawaii up in dry docks. It's got like this little floral pattern on the smokestacks. Um, but there's something nice about a nice day being outside and having your beer. Um, John and I both come here from a sort of urban background here in the city where not everybody has a backyard. Very few people have a backyard. So it's nicer to go out and gather someplace where you've got a big communal backyard that has all the same properties as a pub has. You've got that big all over Germany. Uh, Some places have some outdoor spaces around here, but it's mainly along the street and on the sidewalk. And just being out someplace in the fresh air and enjoying your beer and a little bit of food is nice. Um, in Marin County, which is north of the Golden Gate Bridge, is a place called the Nature Friends Club, which I always sort of think sounds like the Super Friends. I'm looking for Aquaman and all those guys. But um, it was built by uh, Germans and Austrians early in the last century as a clubhouse where you would hike from. And it's like a little Bavarian cottage up on the side of Mount Tamalpais above Muir Woods. And if you hike in there, on the weekends, they've got oompa bands and music and all sorts of food. It's a really unique experience. Um, but the place, I can hear doors slamming. That means John's back from his secret mission to the uh, to the beer school uh, nerve center. Um, <laughs> the nerve the, gas center. The nerve gas center. Um, the other place we're talking about is... Uh, this bar in San Francisco called Zeitgeist. You love Zeitgeist. It's rumored, rumored to sell the most beer in San Francisco, second only to the ballpark. Really? Yes, that's that's the rumor that I've heard from a lot of reputable sources. You know, it is San Francisco's only biker bar. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that it's not real bikes. It's bicycles. Not, not Harleys and other annoying things. The it's loud a, things. The loud things. And how did that? What legislation has not passed to quiet those to stupid quiet things those down. stupid things down? The things that set off car alarms. God, if there was ever, if you know how people say, you know, there should be a law. There should be a law. And I'm generally against there should be a law laws. <laughs> but. In the case of loud motorcycles, uh-huh. there should be a law. It's and true. I, I'm like, if you fix this one thing in the world, the one thing, 
is guys that have no mufflers in their in their you know on their V twins. Uh huh. Well, you know, since we're not going to the warehouse for a while, right? Uh, out in Port Chicago, I think I'm going to say the louder the motorcycle. Obviously, there's a correlation to a oh, physical. Exactly. Uh, a physical deficiency that somebody feels that they need to make up for their with middle a big, finger, stupid, loud motorcycle. Their middle finger is is uh, is short. True. Personally, I like riding a scooter. So anyway, side guys, you want a you want a scooter oh, is they're fun. I know, but they're fun. What scooter can you ride? I can ride scooters. That's cool. Zeitgeist. Okay. Zeitgeist, John. So tell a couple me a of things. So Zeitgeist is this San Francisco institution. It's San Francisco's only biker bar, but it's also San Francisco's biggest beer garden. Yes. It is got remember how I was talking about the the uh the big wood tables? No, I was at, thinking about uh, right after you say no, it. No, the big wood table the big wood tables at uh 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 Connecticut Yankee. Yes. They have the same exact big wood tables at um Zeitgeist. And it's but like they're row, outside. They're outside. And there's row after row after row of them. Like probably I don't know. It's a lot. Yes. Cool thing about the uh, about the tables is is that you, not only can you sit outside drink beer on a nice day like today, yes, you can smoke cigars or pot or <laughs> okay. <laughs> or I've heard. I don't think that actually does, happens. Does, 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 <laughs> so wait, does the green tag get inflicted at this point? Um, <laughs> and then uh, no, if you're doing traditional Mexican Mexican pottery, mm. you have to fire it up. And uh, when you're using a traditional kiln, like in Yucatan, right. it's called smoking the pot. And <laughs> Zeitgeist, uh, they have an outdoor garden, so some of some of the some of the, uh, the bushes are planted in traditional Yucatan uh, uh, pottery that's been smoked. And so there's the smoked pot in the back of Zeitgeist. Uh, another nice thing is it's under a freeway ramp. <laughs> it's, it's it's intentionally noisy, so and rock it, and roll can happen. And until it looks the like it looks like there should be roaches everywhere, and that's roaches as la cucaracha roaches, but you never see them. Um, I've they've I've got only, this. Grill. I've only I've only heard stories about, about the mice that come out yeah. at last call. When, at last, when everybody's gone, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. But no, Zeitgeist is a special place. The best time to go to Zeitgeist is about one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, or Saturday at about one o'clock. There are too many people there. You know, I don't like people. But you know what they have at Zeitgeist? Know what? Rataburger, Racer Five. <laughs> Sometimes they have Racer Ten, yes, or, or AKA Racer X, and magnificent uh, Bloody Marys, and the magnificent barbecue that's there. Another thing I really like about. Uh, about Zeitgeist is out in the beer garden. They have four porta potties, so when you no go, waiting, no waiting because the women never go to the porta potties. I'm looking for the girl who goes to the porta potties. As soon as I see a woman going to a porta potty, there I'm gonna I'm gonna propose. Doesn't evil like that? You have all the names wrong. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> she just squats behind the tow truck. There's an old fashioned tow truck in a corner of the. Uh, in a corner of the beer garden, there's also a painting <laughs> on the uh, uh, on the wall of one of the buildings alongside of this balding man painted as uh, what is it? Botticelli's Venus. Uh, um, yeah. There's also Venus. a stack of pink elephants riding a circus motorcycle, and you're not just seeing them; those are real. They are real. Um, and some really nice uh, 
soapbox derby racing posters over the bar. Oh, I love those. And their uh, slogan is hangovers installed and serviced <laughs> or uh, what's it? Uh, uh, fast, friendly, sir. Fast, friendly service. Choose one or something like that. I forget. I don't know. It's like, that's where's why my I... research. I didn't do where it. Where are our fact checkers? Well, there's one over in the corner with duct tape across their mouth. Yeah, she's been uh, she's been nice the whole time. She hasn't been like gone the the whole <laughs> squ- yeah that's the whole squirming thing. Disclaimer: We don't really duct tape up. Our we don't have that's just radio mythology. If you've listened to the show long enough and know beer, you'll realize we don't have fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> we get some stuff wrong once in a while. Sorry about that. No, we're not. No, we're not. Spike, why? They don't have to come in every Sunday and do this show when they could be out at church. <laughs> John fell silent. Um, For the people at home, John just had a look on his face I'd never seen before. I'm not on a first-name basis with your invisible person that you hang out with. Hey, excellent. Mr. Dammit and I? All right, we're on it. <laughs> uh, like I said, not on a first-name basis. Uh, you know, if we had music on the show, this is where we'd play Are You Drinking With Me, Jesus, by the we could play, Farmers. <laughs> well, we could still play that. Are All right, cue, cue that. With me, Jesus, or did I wet myself again? <laughs> you can end it any time. I you know. know you can walk on the water, but can you walk on this much beer? <laughs> <laughs> We could also cue out. Hey, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, good old uh, Country Dick Montana. Country Dick Montana. It's a Country Dick Montana.